While we've slept, a quiet revolution has taken place. Zealous prophets, teachers, and evangelists of this new revolution have been at work. Wherever young people congregate, they've been at work infiltrating colleges, universities, and homes. They've taken over the media, TV stations, and publishing houses. This is a battle with no holds barred. Self-serving politicians bow down to the media. Is it any wonder why society is disintegrating? Ordinary folks ask the question, whatever happened to my kids? Here to discuss the war against sanity, the home, the police, the Bible, and Christian values is John Carter with Opposing Worldviews. Hi, friend. Welcome today to The Carter Report. I'm glad to see you. We all love our kids, and we absolutely adore our grandkids. Many folks today, however, are asking the question, what's going on in the minds of the kids of America? I got a magazine article here from the famous Atlantic. It says, why are American teens so sad? The United States is experiencing an extreme teenage mental health crisis. From 2009 till 2021, the share of American high school students who say they feel persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness rose from 26% to 44%, according to a new CDC study. This is the highest level of teenage sadness ever recorded. Therefore, the question is, what's going on out there in the schools? What's going on in the colleges of the United States of America? In fact, what's going on with our kids around the world? Now, please indulge me. It all comes back to your world view. There are two world views. One worldview is going to make you very sad and it's going to make you extremely depressed and pessimistic. And there's another worldview that is going to give you hope and purpose and life and everything you're going to believe in the end is going to be okay. I was brought up in a country, Australia, lived here in the great United States of America now for 35 years, but I was brought up in a different sort of place, a sort of different situation. Up was up and down was down, and there were absolutes. And a man was a man. <laughs> I'm laughing because today I'm told 
that ain't necessarily so. But a woman was a woman. And when people got married, you just believed that a, a man was going to marry his sweeter. He was going to marry a woman. But today, everything has changed. There has come a completely new way of thinking. It is the new revolution. If you believe in traditional Christian values, traditional American values, with millions of people, you're considered to be a bigot. In fact, if you speak out about these things, you may even be cancelled. Your livelihood may be taken away from you. Remember this guy in Colorado? Remember the baker? And he was a Christian and he believed in the teachings of the Word of God. He believed in the Ten Commandments. And so a movement was made to drive him out and to close him down. What terrible bigotry. I believe in tolerance. I believe in love. I believe in freedom of choice. I believe that God has made us with the capacity to choose to be what we want to be, for good or for bad. On university campuses here in the United States of America, speakers are shouted down because they represent orthodox Christian views. They are cancelled. Now today we've got multiple sexes and it goes on and on and on. I can't keep up with it. Parents are even telling their kids, wait until you grow up, until you know whether you're a boy or a girl. I don't know what you think about this. I call this, my friend, without any apologies, the new insanity. Old truths are being cancelled. People are being cancelled without any evidence. Even the police in America are being cancelled by lawless elements of society. Let's defund the police, they say. So cities are becoming a dangerous, they're becoming dangerous places. We burn them down. I say this is the new insanity. A spirit of lawlessness is taking over America. Don't be surprised. We brought it upon ourselves. Who's to blame? We're to blame because we've kicked God out of the nation. We've kicked him out of the schools. And now we're saying, what's happening to our kids? Today we're going to talk about the two worldviews. And I'm glad that you've joined us because we've got some amazing truths to share with you today. Can you tell us about the letter to the president from Rabbi Khan? Wayne, I'm so glad that uh, you're looking after our program today. Uh, you're such a great friend of the Carter Report. And, and Wayne, I'd be delighted to share with you the letter from 
the rabbi. It's written to the president of the United States of America. I don't know if the president of the United States of America is interested in listening or reading your letter, Rabbi. But it's such a great letter, I want to share it with our great audience in America and around the world. Mr. President, 232 years ago, in the first ever presidential inauguration, the nation's first presidential addressed, the, uh, I'm sorry, the nation's first president addressed a jubilant multitude and a nation that was united in shared values and a common hope in America's future. In that first ever presidential address, George Washington gave the newborn nation a prophetic warning. He said, The propitious smiles of heaven cannot be expected on a nation that disregards the eternal rules of order and right that heaven itself has ordained. The first president of the United States said, don't expect the blessing of God if you're going to disregard the teachings of the Holy Scriptures and the law of God. What's happened to our kids? Well, we've kicked God out and the judgments of God have come upon us. That's what's happening. I read on from the rabbi. In other words, if America followed the ways of God, his eternal rules of order and right, the blessings of God would remain upon it. But if America should depart from the ways of God, then his blessings would be removed from the land. Then he goes on and he talks about the inauguration of President Biden, Joseph Biden. He said it's a nation divided. Instead of having a great crowd of people to cheer the president, you've got tens of thousands of soldiers. And they're there at the Capitol because they're afraid of an insurrection. He said, what has happened to the, to the United States of America? He, the rabbi goes on to say that we have rejected God. And all these things have come upon us. He goes on to say these words. Listen carefully. And so the prophetic warning that was given on the day of the first inauguration, the smiles of heaven are being removed from the land. And so the question must be asked, have we then disregarded the eternal rules of order and right that heaven has ordained. Mr. President, America, as did ancient Israel at the height of its prosperity, has turned away from God. Are you listening to this? Listening to this Jewish rabbi? He says, we've turned away from God. We've driven him out of our public squares 
out of the schools of our children, out of the culture, out of our lives. And as did ancient Israel, in place of his presence, we've let in, let in other gods and we have served them. Listen, I read on. We have rejected his ways and embraced the ways of, of immorality. We've called evil good and good evil. And as did ancient Israel, we've lifted up the most innocent among us, our babies, and shed their blood. Israel sacrificed thousands of its children. We've sacrificed millions, tens of millions, unborn children who are not here this day, this inaugural day, because we took their lives and their silent screams ascend to heaven and their blood is on our hands and on and on, he says, we have rejected God and America is going to go down and America is going to have the mighty judgments of God poured out upon her unless we turn back to God and repent of our terrible sins. What are the two worldviews that shape our destiny? There are two contrasting worldviews. The first worldview that I believe in with all my heart is expressed in John chapter 1 and verse 1. It is a profound text. John chapter 1 and verse 1, and I'm going to read it. My dear friend, I'm going to read it to you. John chapter 1 and verse 1. And the word of the Lord says this, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. This world view teaches that everything, the vast universe was made by God. It was made by the Logos. It teaches that everything in our vast universe came from the hand of the Logos. It came from the hand of God. And therefore, every person, every baby is distinct and glorious because made in the image of God. The first worldview says this, Jesus is Lord. God is the supreme fact in our lives and his laws are eternally binding, including the law of the Ten Commandments. This, my friend, this is what America was built on. America, the Constitution, it talks about all men are created equal. It talks about man coming from the hand of God. This is the very, very basis of society. But today we have kicked God out of the Congress. We have kicked him out of the White House. 
we have kicked him out of the schools. But I would like to remind everybody of this great truth, that there is a judgment day. You say, I don't believe in any of that stuff. My friend, whether you and I believe in it or not, it makes no difference to the world. It makes a big difference to us. But there is a judgment day. And the judgments are coming upon America today. We are going to have more droughts. We are going to have the most fierce tornadoes in the history of the nation. We are going to see the climate changing. We are going to see the judgments and the plagues of God. And it is because we have rejected the king of the Bible and the king of the universe, Jesus Christ, our Lord. What is the competing second world view? Well, the second competing world view is the stuff that has pushed down the throats of our kids and our grandkids at the state schools and the great universities and the colleges here in the United States of America, in Great Britain, in Australia and around the world. Let me tell you what the second world view is. It teaches that the universe, <laughs> amazing, the universe came from nothing. The universe came from a state of nothingness and that chaos produced order. Mindlessness produced our minds. This is what is taught today all around the world. It is taught that time, listen to this, time, billions, billions, billions of years, time plus matter plus chance, it made you. What happened to our kids? What happened to our grandkids? We taught them this rubbish and we destroyed them. That's what happened. Now, we now know that there are three billion letters in the human genome. <laughs> Incomprehensible. Three billion letters in the human genome genome. And the atheist tells me it happened by itself. This is what we're taught. This is what they're taught in the university. All of this, all of this, the human genome, three billion letters, it happened by itself. Incomprehensible. But this is what is taught in virtually every great college in the world today. I want you to think for a moment that we're walking through the desert. We're lost. And we're going to die because 
we're, we, we've got nothing to drink. And so as we stumble through the desert with our tongues cleaving to the tops of our mouths because of thirst, we see something written in the sand. It says, 100 yards ahead, there's water. 100 yards ahead, we say, praise God, hallelujah, this. <laughs> we're not going to die. We say the writing is the proof that there is an intelligence. But the second worldview says that all of these letters are simply mumbo jumbo. They were created simply by chance. I would suggest to you that is the new insanity. Darwin had a nightmare. He was the person who gave us the idea of evolution, that everything came from basically nothing. But he said, then arises, said Darwin, then arises the dreadful thought that this mind that came from nothing, from the lowest creature in the swamp, that this mind that simply is the product of blind chance, that it can be trusted. He said, how can we trust it? And if you can't trust it, you can't believe in anything. But that is the worldview that is taught today in the American universities and around the world. This is the poison that is poured down the throats of young people by godless professors who don't believe that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Now, my son David, and I'm very proud of him, he is our television producer. He's producing this TV show here in Los Angeles today. He did a degree at Sydney University. His professor of philosophy told all of the young men and young women in the university class at Sydney University, he said, nothing counts. There's no meaning. The only thing you've got to do is get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> He said, all you got to do is get out of bed in the morning. What you do with the day is of no consequence. Maybe you don't know this stuff is being taught to your kids, but it's time you and I woke up and it's time that you and I understood unless America turns back to God, America is going to be destroyed as was the old Roman Empire the writing is on the wall. It is argued that Christianity is based on faith, while science is based on fact. Do you see a conflict between faith and science? I don't see any conflict between faith and science. Every person's got faith, even the great atheists. 
Richard Dawkins, who wrote that book, The God Delusion. He's got faith, but he just doesn't admit it. Faith is belief. Everybody believes. You try getting in a, in a plane, as <laughs> I've done a million times, it seems, and flying across the Pacific Ocean. You've got to have faith. You've got to have faith in the pilot. You've got to have faith in the plane. Faith is trust. Faith is true faith. Now, listen. Get this. True faith is an intelligent faith that is based on truth. We do not believe, I do not believe in blind faith. That's foolishness. I believe in a faith that is based upon truth. The Bible teaches us, John 20, verse 30 and 31. It's a very interesting text. In John chapter 20, it says there, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. The Bible says here is evidence to believe. There is historical evidence to believe that Jesus is who he said he was. There's historical evidence to believe in the resurrection. I do not believe in the resurrection because I just want to believe in the resurrection. I believe in the resurrection because it is based upon reality. It is based on truth. Listen to me. I've spent years working in Russia and Ukraine, teaching and preaching to atheists and communists. I've spoken to many of the professors from Moscow State University. They said to me after they heard these great truths, they said, why have we been lied to? Now, I want to tell you folks something. The young people of America, millions of them are being lied to today. They're being lied to in Australia. What are you going to do about it, my friend? I'm saying today it is a time for you and for me to with love in our hearts to stand up for the word of God and to stand up for Christ and the Ten Commandments. There's a lot more coming. Stay with us. I'll be back in just a moment. The devastation in the Ukraine continues. We watch the heartbreaking images of Ukrainian lives torn apart. They are escaping from the sanctity of their homes, looking for safety. We feel helpless, but there is a lot we can do. We can pray that this will end, and we can relieve a small amount of their suffering by sending medicine, clothing, and food. For decades, John Carter and the Carter Report team have been helping the Ukrainian people and bringing the Word of God to them. The means for delivering aid is in place. Because of you, the Carter Report has purchased a transport van 
and is moving supplies where they are needed most. Please send your gifts to The Carter Report at the address on the screen and watch for updates with The Carter Report app. God bless you. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.